As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these. I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, I mean, this new intro is amazing. <laughs> have really, you, have really you been good. a part of a show that's had it yet? Is this your first time? I think so. Wow. Or I was very distracted last Monday. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. And by the way, Muscala has the best podcasting voice on the team by far. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike is great. I hope yeah. I hope to get Mike on the pod for an extended discussion of cereal and everything else very soon. Yeah. So uh man, what a fun game on Saturday that the Thunder had. I I it had so many elements to it. And it's it's funny because there's been nights throughout this season where you leave the arena and you're like, man, there's like nothing to talk about. <laughs> like there's nothing going on, you know? Um, you know, I'll get texts. I was in like a group text with Joe and Joe's like, I have like nothing to write about. Um, and same with Drew Brown, like who's writing for us for the OKC Dream Team. He's like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. Uh, Saturday was the exact opposite where it's like, I don't know which one of these things to write about. You know, or which one uh, of these Trey Mann. to talk the about? The answer is very simple. Very, very simple. <laughs> Trey Mann it's is definitely Trey one of the things Mann. that you want to talk about. You, like the buzzer beater was one. Dort's yeah. game was another one. It was yeah. incredible. Uh, the fact that they benched Darius Baisley is another one. I mean, there's just like so many elements to that game uh, that just made it so much fun. Uh, and then like all the stuff, you know, post game where you're, 
you know, Shay, the, the dance that Shay did, uh, said he modeled it after a, a dance that Lamar Odom did back in the day. And it was so, uh, like this Thunder team can be so endearing. And like one of the things was he talked about how he and Baisley had talked about that if they, if either one of them ever got a game winner, they would do this Lamar Odom dance. And he said he didn't remember to do it until he saw Darius's face. And then once he saw his face, you could even see it. Like I posted a video of it on my Twitter account where he like gets, make sure that everybody moves out of the way. And Dort said that he shoved him out of the way so that he could do this dance. Uh, and it was like, that's just like, oh, like that's, that's incredible. Like that's so much fun. Like, what a fun team to follow. You know, they only, I mean, they only have nine wins and they're bottom of the Western Conference, but they still somehow make it like a really fun team to follow. I thought for 10, 15 seconds that that was not a dance, but they were mocking uh, Batum for his defense. <laughs> that was a Batum impression. Oh, man. That Batum, part of me, part of me understands what Batum was thinking because it's the guy that leads the league and drives and they didn't need a three. They needed a two. And so hmm. the defense was bad. Like I'm not going to defend him, but the, like the fact is like, this is the player that leads the league and drives like the Clippers basically gave the thunder, whatever they wanted at the rim all night. And so yeah. perhaps great he transition defense, perhaps the entire he, night for the Clippers. Oh, so bad. But perhaps he thought he was going to drive, and then he took the step back, and it, it was horrific defense. Like the like the, you could tell the effort wasn't there, like the mm-hmm. buy-in wasn't there. So like there's no def- there's no defending that. But I can understand why he'd position himself there, just because Shea was that good and shook him and hit the shot. Uh, what an absolutely fun game, and it's one of those uh, no lose nights. You know, for anybody, like the, it didn't matter yeah. what the outcome was. Yeah. Obviously, it's better to strengthen your own pick than it is to strengthen yeah, the, good one. the Clippers pick. But still, like the consolation prize isn't bad. And also, getting the players and Mark and everybody in a good mood is always way more fun afterwards. Like you can get better stuff out of them. Oh, and also the giddy near triple double. That's another thing. I didn't even yeah. say it. Like that was like another, that was a huge thing. Like it's mid third quarter. I mean, I pulled up my computer this morning. I had after the game and everything, I just shut my computer. I hadn't opened it up until this morning, opened it up, look at tweet deck and my drafted tweet of Josh Giddy is the youngest player to ever get a triple double in NBA history was still up there <laughs> just waiting to hit enter uh he didn't get it, jo- it anyway oh. like just one oh. this was prepared I know jo- anyway Joe Masato leaned over third quarter was like and I was and I, was, I just leaned over to him and said they took him out like how can you take him out now he's like oh don't worry he'll get it he'll get it I'm like I don't know man I don't know that he's gonna get it uh he, he really wanted he wanted like, it. He wanted yeah. it bad. His problem yeah. is he didn't tell his teammates because nobody knew afterwards. Mark didn't know. Shay didn't know. Lou didn't know. They didn't know that, on, he was, that he was near He's your level. He should have just leaned over and said, "Hey guys, like, listen, I'm two points away. Just, just help me generate something. Like, let's, like Shay, let's run a pick and roll, and I'll dive to the hoop, and you dish it yeah. to me, and let me score." Uh, but he kind of kept it to himself, and he. 
he took some of the worst shots I've seen him take all season. He took like this like hook shot in the lane oh, that was just oh. like, whoa, okay, man. Like I know I want it. I want you to have it too, but that, that one was much. really bad. Yeah, uh, it was really, yeah, really bad. I was listening to, um, I really try to, I know I'm, I'm bad at this, but I'm really trying to diversify with the color commentators. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest with you, the, the Clippers are among the best of the best because they are absolutely not biased. It's they, Mike Pertello, man. It's, yes. It's the but, czar Mike Pertello. He was sitting right in front of me. It was so much fun just him being yeah. here near me. And he said, hookshot. Okay, yeah. uh, with the left hand, yeah. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so so bad. It, it uh, was bad. I, I, for that alone, he didn't deserve to get the uh, the triple double yeah. just for that shot yeah, alone. It was bad. <laughs> uh, that was fun though. He did have eighteen rebounds, which is like nothing to sneeze at for yeah. somebody that thinks of themselves as a point guard. Like we've we've had one of those guys here before. Uh, and and also it's going to be fun, and I'll save a lot of this for when he does get the triple double. But like just the process behind getting his triple double versus Russell's approach mm-hmm. behind getting the triple double is like hilariously the opposite. You know? Yeah, the rebound department is really natural for him. He's really yeah. just a very good positional rebounder. Yeah, and a little bit I like Kevin Love, honestly, like young Kevin Love. I'm honest, yeah. like they play different positions, but Kevin Love had yeah. a similar like Kevin Love's not a great athlete, like everybody knows that, and neither is Josh. And they yeah. get rebounds in a very similar way, like below the rim rebounds. Um, yeah. which is just it's fun. Like that's kind of fun to watch. It is. And it's not sacrificing defense too much. I'm really yeah. I, I I think I mentioned it um five times already on thunder after dark but the thing that i like the most of this uh basically benching is not that basically he's on the bench although but you do that, like that though kind of i think you do and that's okay yeah yeah a little bit yeah that's okay but it's not the, it's not the thing that i like the most okay of it let's let me put it this way <laughs> um uh, i think that giddy can really play with like with a good center as a foreman yeah defensively sure. because he's not the guy who is going to be guarded by the point guard on the other team yeah and it's not likely that giddy wants to guard the point guard on the opponent team no he's, and, not, he's not a point of, def- point of attack defender like he's just no he's not. not and clearly on some matchups like putting giddy against anthony davis is a no-go mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. making him guarding um, a guy like Giannis is a no, mm-hmm. but against most of the teams, you can slide him at the four against Atlanta, for example. Gallo, okay. I mean, Gallo is a good player, but I don't see Giddy in trouble by having him guarding a guy like Gallo. Or, so it's, it's clearly matchup-based, but I think that um, if OKC is able to construct something like a roster that is a little bit versatile in defense where we have where you can play with Giddy's size then then it's good because if you have like Dort, Kenrich and Giddy you can guard like a lot of players yeah I know I know that if you if you play against the Lakers probably it's not great but guess what even if Baisley guards Anthony Davis is not going to be great mm-hmm. it's going to be maybe a little bit better yeah 
Yeah, I mean, they've... I, I like the, the versatility that Giddy offers and the fact that he's also like, guarding fours and like leading this rookie class in drives per game. Like those, like those are pretty cool that you have a guy that's that versatile. And the passing like keeps showing up. They really tried to run more. They they haven't had a ton of fast break points all season. Like they've got to be like near the bottom of the league in fast break points. But they really tried to push against or on against the Clippers on Saturday and it was effective. And part of it is that Giddy can find guys so quickly and yeah. and deliver the ball right on time. And that's the kind of stuff that I think is going to help and help kind of shape the identity of this team and what they want to do and who they want to be. Uh, obviously you have Shea and Giddy who are just driving constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, the next evolution of this team is having somebody that can make a shot out there, you know? Yeah. And right now, even with the starting lineup change, they still don't really have that. Like Lou has been good. Like Lou is the closest thing to that. Uh, How dare you? What? There is Trey man. Yeah, there is Trey man. Yeah, it looks like a great shooter. <laughs> I mean, the shot that he had to end uh, the first, it was the first quarter. Y- yeah. Yeah. That was a full Anthony Morrow. I'm not lowering the ball an inch. Just taking it wherever it is, go up and nail it smoothly from the corner. That was that was a great shooting display. It was incredible. I mean the man, I I don't I don't want to get too irrational with him yet. Uh, but man, he has been he has been very good. And defensively, he is way better than I ever thought he would be. I thought he was just going to be a sieve on defense. Yeah, I just and he was quite bad against uh, the Clippers, I think. But in spots, but it's yes, horrible. But like he's competing still. Oh sure, you know. Yes. Otherwise, he's, he will not be on the court. Yeah, he doesn't play, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great for his development, and he understands yes. that, and he's really trying to stick to that. Uh, which is, it's just cool to see. And it's cool to see the development of a player like, pretty quickly. I mean, at the beginning of this season, even in, in like practice and stuff, they said that he couldn't get shots up against his, uh, his teammates, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And now he's generating space. Like he completely dusted Eric Bledsoe. I like left him. Oh. I just completely oh. left him in, you know, right there inside the three-point arc. Step back. Like, wow. Like, that was yep. impressive. And there aren't many guys that can do that. And when you think about it, it's like it's like star players exclusively that do that. And I'm not saying yep. Trey is a star. I think the hope and the idea of Trey Mann is that he will be a guy off the bench that can come in and get buckets, you know, yes. and create offense and, and do all that and play some with the starters and be mostly an off the bench piece. And not like the Thunder don't leave room for him to be more than that. They absolutely can oh, they will. and will. But I think that's the idea because they've already, I mean, they've got Shea, Dorton, Giddy that are filling the guard spots. And Trey is, for now. is the guy off the bench for now. Dort is so good, man. Yeah, Dort like, is good. Dort has taken a leap. That development season. is nonsensical to me. 
Like, it's absolutely nonsense. Like, yeah. it's it's like you, you start uh, your first year uh, of your major, and after like a year, you are ready for the PhD. That that doesn't happen uh, for, to, to humans. And um, he's exceptional. Like, the way in which he changed uh, his finishing, like, he completely changed the timing of every finish that he makes. Um, at the beginning of the season, there were a few moments where you could see him still doing this. Well, I'm going up and the ball goes away of, of my hands before I, I actually feel the contact. Over the past three weeks, that never happens. He always waits. First, I absorb the contact. Then I still, I'm still going up because he's a good leaper. Mm -hmm. And then I make my move. Yeah, and he was just having, uh, like he owned Zubac and and Hartenstein completely more than Shea. Mm -hmm. He's like a lot of the penetration that he had were like tough ones, but not very easy ones. Like it's it's just incredible. Uh, but back to man and the thing that you said about being a super like that move was a superstar move. I agree. I remember when we scouted um, Lamelo Ball, and we had like high grades on him to me that was based almost entirely in his ability of, um, as a passer mm. and his ability to create space with with his dribble that is something that is so valuable in the league and there will be counters because if you look the way in which he does it now Trey man um is almost always going right and then go get into his left mm -hmm. So they will trying to push him left, like they're doing with Shea. Mm -hmm. That will happen. Mm -hmm. And if he's able to, and, and it's also happening with Giddy, like a lot. A lot, a Like lot. no one is giving him the right anymore. No. It's just, hey, go there. Um, that's, where, that's where he's got to improve a lot. Is uh, The passing is there. The rebounding is there. Great. The handle has got to get a lot better. And the shot making yeah. has got to get a lot better. Like those are two areas of weakness for Josh right now. And yeah. It, yeah, I think, I think Trey too, like Trey is going to be in the scouting report more and more as the season goes on. And how does he react to it? Yeah. But one of the counters that he's already implementing, which is something that if you told me two weeks ago, say, Hey, take it slowly. That will, that will come in two years. Maybe it's the deep three. Like, He's starting to take deep ones. <laughs> that deep. He did it in the G League. Uh, I saw that. The other night, which is really cool to see. You know, that he, one, that they are letting him use the G League. And we got to talk about Poku there, too. But he's using the G League to work on that kind of stuff and then brought it back with him. Mm -hmm. What an absolute, and this is what Mark calls it. He calls it a cheat code for them he says the g league is a cheat code for us he said our players have played more minutes this season than any other team in the nba because mm -hmm. we use the g league and it's it's like absolutely correct with guys like trey man i think that they can get into these g league games and feel like wow like i am vastly superior to all these guys and I can work on these things like the deep three and my step back and my handle and all kinds of stuff. And I think it's, I think it's done wonders for Trey 
and has been very helpful for him. And I think he's done the same for Poku. But yeah, the deep three, he hit that three. I was shocked when he pulled up because he was way out there. Oh, yeah. And he just shot it. And I was like, he just shot it? Like, what? wait, wait a minute. Like, what's going on here? And the the jumper just looks so pure. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Thunder haven't had a like shooter like this in a few years. Like it's it's mm-hmm. been it's been a little bit since they've had just like, way, this straight up pure shooter. Question that it was anyway, I wanted to ask you before the pod, but then I said yeah. I'll save it for the pod. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about that very good shooter that was here a couple of years ago and went away in a bad way. <laughs> Suppose that his team, which is probably a title favorite right now, yeah. I mean, things don't go his way and their way and his way. Mm-hmm. Do you welcome him back or not? Back here? Hmm? I- How many seconds do you wait until you say, please, yes? If zero seconds. Okay. <laughs> that's not happening. That's not, I one, thought at that's least not five happening. seconds. That's, that, that is not going to happen. Two, like, yeah, they have the cap space. Like, they don't need to... You just put you just put him on this team? Mm-hmm. The, the West is tough. It's not that tough. No, I, I asked you how many seconds. Like, I thought at least five. But, but no. No, nothing. Just, everything will go away. Yeah. I mean, just okay. like let's, I mean, it would be like when Cleveland got LeBron back. You know, how long did they have to wait before that they were like, "He's coming home," you know, like he's finally yeah. coming home. Like that would be great. No, I mean, yeah, we'd have to have like a a podcast where we take back all the bad things we said about Kevin, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing, which would be great. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, I'd love to have the chance to have that show. <laughs> it's not happening though. Yeah, ain't, ain't no. no. Way. No way. That Probably not. I thought, of, I mean, I wanted a better answer. I mean, zero seconds is just. No, I wanted like, no. No, I'm sorry. No. Dude, he would fit really well with what this team is trying to do. Oh, yeah. That's why I love Jabari Smith. Not the same player, but the same concept, like a tall oh, shooting. Jabari, Jabari is, is the best. Well, I don't know. I feel like they can fit a lot of guys, but theoretically, he's one of the better fits among the top mm-hmm. five guys right now. Yeah, just imagine every single action where you can easily find a guy from the hel- elbow when they play zone yeah. or up to the three-point line in any other possession. Just, hey, he's there. Smooth yeah. jumper. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Gives you awesome. so much. Hey, uh, Dort stat. Dort stat. Uh, Lou Dort, last season, 41% on drives to the rim. This season, 49% on drives. That seems better. Yeah. It's the best on the team uh, if, with guys that are driving to the rim frequently. It's better than Shea, better than Giddy. What's the um, distribution in terms of um, like attempts that are zero uh, between zero and three feet? And stuff oh, like that. Man. I, I Do you have the breakdown there? I don't have the I don't have the breakdown called up. Let me see if I can get it. Um, On drives. No, I mean I meant the, the the idea because Dort is finishing a lot. 
yeah, close. He's finishing, yeah, he's finishing a lot. He's he's ten drives per game. Yeah, and I think that at least ninety percent of them is just getting at the rim. Uh, Not ten, ten drives per game, three point six field goal attempts. And the other ones are pass out situations and stuff like that. And or turnovers. Or turnovers or how much yeah, turnovers, assists. Yeah. It's a little among among these shots, I think that the distribution is like a lot of those are just layups and close attempts. Yeah. It's that Shea when he drives, he's a really like he makes he mixes up like uh, mid range stuff like that. Dort tries mid ranges, but but are just like uh, very low percentage. Yeah, in his volumes. Yeah, his pull up game is uh, it's a ways away. It looks forced when he does it. Yeah, but it's fine to mix it up. Sometimes he has to start. It's not that he's abusing. Uh, I don't know that shot. I mean, definitely not. Without a doubt, not. He doesn't. The only he'll he's done it a few times. He's made it. You know, I've seen him make it, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the the the, the role changing of his finishing at the basket, it's just insane. I mean, yeah. it's also it's almost insane as Alex's prediction coming through, like coming through, like every single time, like Cleveland, Dort finishing, like Wizards. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He is so Dort on pull-ups this season is, has the the best shooting percentage on the team. How many? Uh, per game. It's only uh, two per game. Oh, okay. Is all. But he's shooting uh, 42%. There are also threes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But 42%. Trey Mann's 30% on three attempts. Giddy is 35.9% on three attempts. Shea is 33.8% on nine attempts. Hmm. Teo's 14%. <laughs> you know. Poku is 12%. Poku's 31%. Oh, 1.6. Nice. Pull, yeah. Not, I mean, that's bad, but, you know. Uh, Poku. Let's talk, let's talk about Poku. Let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about Poku. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And we're back from that quick break. Time to talk, Poku. He... So he played two G League games. The first one, I was there. No, it was just so bad. It was, it was, 
uh, alarming is is the mm-hmm. way I would describe it. Uh, Mark Dagnall said that he was a little bit too floaty in that game, which I thought was a really uh, good and fun way to describe it. Because, yeah, he was just kind of there and wasn't doing mm-hmm. a whole lot. He was not aggressive. He was not you know, getting himself into the game. It was, it was extremely disappointing and a waste of, of my time, honestly, <laughs> to even be there. <laughs> uh, game two, I wasn't there. Maybe it's just because I wasn't there. He didn't, doesn't want to see my face. Yeah, it's you, Andrew. Um, he was great. He was aggressive. He had the pull-up three going. He's driving the lane. And... He looks so much better against the Clippers. Like he looks, he only played nine minutes. He scored ten points in nine minutes. I don't know why he didn't play more. I wish that he would have gotten a better shot because he yeah. was actually pretty good uh, on every level. I thought he played well. I thought his passing. I thought his shooting. I thought everything was really on point. And even Mark afterwards talked about how that was probably one of his best games, and that the G League kind of helped fuel that. He. He took what he did, did in the G League on Friday, came in on, on Saturday, and brought the same energy. And with Poku, it's all about the energy. It's all about the energy yeah. and what he's able to do. Uh, so that was, that was exciting to watch him be able to do that. Yeah, it was. And it was also engaging the fact that he was really uh, sharp with his uh, off-ball movements. That is something very important to a guy like Poku, for a guy like Poku. Yeah. Um, I mean, shooting is clearly uh, the swing skill, but also being able to generate points by moving around and being in the right place. He's tall, so when he dives there, like he has gravity. People are actually paying attention. And he had two moments where one where he he made that putback dunk, and the other one was a very timely cut. And if he does that, plus a couple of trees uh, or a couple of shots going in, yeah, wow, the ball looked That's... better. Like it just to me, it looked better, yeah, than it had. Even even his like body language was just better. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's why uh, Mark decided to play him just nine minutes. Like, hey, let's keep the positive vibe. Yeah. You did great. Maybe so. Let's keep that. Let's keep that emotion right now. Mm-hmm. Because there were like a lot of games where it started off like that and then it plummeted in the second half. Hey, let's stop there. You did great today. And we'll try next week or next game yeah. to build up on that. It's, um, it's I mean, I, I don't know anything about psychology, but giving like a positive feedback that is not fake that you created and then you keep for like you keep just the good mm-hmm. for a couple of days and of course i mean you cannot play him eight minutes every time and and prevent him to 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 make mistake but like again you had a good game with the g league you had a good game with the grown-ups and i mean it's it's a positive thing mm-hmm so, speaking of psychology, Darius Baisley was benched by Mark Degnault for the Clippers game. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was interesting talking to him before the game, and Joe asked a bunch of questions, and I asked a bunch of questions just about it. It's like just a really interesting time to do it. It's a really interesting team to bench him against, too. And so part of me 
was at, I asked him, like, is this a Clippers-specific benching? Is this... He said it was not, that this is something that they would have done. He said it's kind of like yes or no. Um, or it's yes, yes and no, that it's a Clippers-specific. Like, I think that they waited until the Clippers game because they knew they could use a little bit more perimeter defense. Mm-hmm. And then, but also this is something they were going to do anyways. And he said he doesn't know who he's starting against Memphis. He said, I could start another guard. I could start another big. It's like, oh, okay. So he doesn't know. But not basically. But not, but it won't be him, you know, uh, which I, I think it was time. He, mm-hmm. he, the way that I've described it on other podcasts, I was on my buddy Keith Parrish does a podcast called Fast Break Breakfast, and he was asking about Baisley. Um, and the thing with Darius is, like, he's a good defender, but he's not. like Andre Robertson, you could always defend him. Um, yeah, but and say, don't put their names that's like, what, but that's what close. I'm, that's what I'm saying, yeah. though, is that like you could always defend him and say, like, yes, he needs to be the starter. He should be the starter because he does this and this and this. With Darius, it's like he's not good enough to defend that. Like he is a passable defender who's uh, exactly. become a pretty good shot blocker. Like that's yes. what he that's what he is. And that that's not good enough. That's not good enough to start. No. On on any NBA team, I don't care if you're tanking, it's not good enough. And offensively, he doesn't provide enough of anything consistently for it to make sense to to give him that just to let him stay the starter. And I think they need to get more looks for guys. I, I think Aaron Wiggins is fine there. He's a guy who's just going to give you effort every night. He's probably a, a little bit better shot maker mm-hmm. than Darius is. Uh, that's good. I'd like to see Poku get a chance there. Uh, they might start giant Dort, you know, tonight, you know, next. Yeah, to- that's the issue. That's the issue. Tonight we'll probably see, JRE and Giant Dort. Yeah, that's what that would be my guess as to the direction that they <sighs> but would that, go. That's that that is that is not good. I'd like to see Trey get the start. Not not going to happen. Who's guarding JJJ? Um yeah, that's a problem. Giddy? I mean I just said that he could guard force, but hey. I don't know. JJJ hasn't made a three in a while. You know, since the seventy-three point loss, I think I can't remember how long it's been. I think it's been like two or three games that he hasn't made a three. But yeah, also, I mean, like the the real guy that should start if if they were trying to win all their games, they would just start Kenrich. Yeah, you know. If yeah, I, but also Ken, Kenrich against JJJ is not a good matchup anyway. He they have the, no the good, they thing, have no good matchup. Like, let's make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, if we're talking defensive matchup, like it would probably be Darius, right? Yeah. Or you can you can play Muscala and Jerry. That would be okay as well. Yeah. Roby? Roby's not good. Um oh you know who you know who they should dust off and, and start on JJJ? Gabby Deck. Hmm. Just dust yeah, off sure. Gabby Deck. Give That is chance. still the weirdest agency probably related stuff that I I witnessed. Yeah, it's a it still still baffles me a little bit. I'd like, like to it's know three and a half millions. 
I'd like to know the, the the story behind it, you know. Yeah. But I also only care enough to think about it once every like three weeks. So. Exactly. Like, oh, who is there? Right. <laughs> right. And he played so well in the Olympics. I was so pumped. I said, well, they will trade him because I even suggested the trade with Bamba, which was so stupid. Yeah. Um, but he was very, very good at the Olympics. Like one of the best. Yeah. Um, so much better than Facundo Campaso. But again, that is um, not a tall task, apparently. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, John Morant is now listed as questionable. For wow. Game. So they're questioning whether he can play is great that'd be great to see him play because this is somewhat of a revenge game against the memphis grizzlies this is the uh the place where they lost by 73 points i think they will be quite motivated not to do that again and also the grizzlies just lost last night who did they lose to somebody not good Hmm. um i can't remember who it was the kings it feels like portland Portland. Yeah, Portland. They lost to the Blazers. And they're probably not feeling they're probably feeling a little upset about that. So another another very puzzling team. The Blazers. Um yeah. What's puzzling about them to you? The entire like history after the wave game. Yeah true that to me is incredible it is part of it's like dame hasn't been dame this year i mean that's yeah that's but even if dame was dame even last season i mean it's um it's weird that they i mean they couldn't improve their roster and they actually made it so much worse yeah the management's done a horrific job Managing that roster. You know what Dame's shooting from three this season? I don't know. Let me guess. Thirty-one point five. Oh, you are like so close. It's painful. Like I could. Thirty. I swear I didn't look it up. Thirty-one point seven. Oh. And of I can't believe of all people to pick like a five or a zero. It was you. Thirty-one point five. Come on, like you're you're better than that. To, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You should have picked point six or point seven. Yeah. You're very close, though. That's very impressive. Yeah, that's not good. That's bad. That's that's hurting. Yeah, I figured it was a number that that started with three. Uh, yeah. Dame is not that bad, and thirty-one was um, a good number. Good guess. Then I added a few. Career low for him, by the way. Yeah, from from three. If he can bounce back a little bit, they they might be all right. You know. Uh, let's take a look at the reverse standings, and then I've got to go. Oh, do you think that uh, Kenrich can be helpful for them? I don't know what's the trade there. Kenrich can be helpful for everybody, man. Yeah, but uh, sorry, let me rephrase. Uh, do you see Portland being a team that calls for a guy like Kenrich or not? He he is certainly somebody to add to your team. That's like a nice little tweak to give you a boost off the bench. So what would they want in return? The Thunder from them. They're not giving up Nasir. Um, yeah, they have good stuff. I don't know what their pick situation is. 
I don't know. I don't know that there's anything that I'm particularly interested in from the Blazers. I'd like to get a young big. That's what I would like to get in return. Why? Just for fun. Just I want a wing. Just to try one out. I want a shooter with size. Moody, reddish. Uh, I'm not a reddish guy, but I would do. I would definitely take M- Mosey Moody on this team. Moody Moosey? Moody Moosey Moosey. Moosey, Moosey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just don't think you're getting that. I think you could get a big. I don't think that you're... I would pay a first. I, I told you in the group chat, I will pay Kenrich in a first to get Moody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just don't... like what. I don't think the Warriors do that. I think the Warriors should do that. Cause I, Why yeah, not? Kenrich would be great for them. Because they're, they're enamored with the idea of bridging the gap from this team to the next team still. That's why they still have. That's why they have all these guys. It's but it seems like is they, that wine? It's not. This is Dr. too bad. Pepper. I know. That's why it's why. It's really too bad. Mm. No, again, I would, I would I like that. To. I would love that. I would like that. I would like they to would, have Moses. They Moody. wouldn't probably do it for Cambridge. No, they would not. They would absolutely do it for Dort. In a split of a second. Well, yeah. Be- well, yeah, but then then we're talking like that's crazy talk, man. Like that's yeah, it's crazy. That's talk. stupid. You need to, I mean, to get Dort for them to get Dort, I would need Moody and Wiseman. But do you, do you do it for that for that package? Probably so. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do, you do. The potential there is is sky high. However, do I feel more? I feel I feel way better about Dorth than I do Wiseman. I think that was the yeah. That's take. the point. That's the point. You know what? Now, nope. Now I'm not doing it. I'm out. I need more. I need more. <laughs> I think so. I think you need more. It's more than a, it's it's a it's a fair deal. But I just I think Dort is super good. I think he's a very helpful player. Yeah. Uh, the Thunder currently sit at third in the reverse standings. Detroit, who won last night, but still only have five wins. At five and twenty-four, Orlando at six and twenty-five, the Oklahoma City Thunder at nine and nineteen, and then next it's New Orleans at ten and twenty-one, and Houston at ten and twenty. So that's great. That's tough. It's great. That's why you trade Kenny. That's why you trade Kenny, without a doubt. Yeah. That's why you trade Kenny Hustle, so that you can. Get a better pick, and there, or at least stay where you're at, you know. Yeah, which because the furthest you fall is six. Still, is that right or seven? I think seven. I I lost you for a second. Oh, I said the furthest you fall is six, right or seven? Yes. Yeah. So, so it would not be it would not be an ideal situation, obviously, to to fall nope. back there. But if you could hey. if you could be at one, two, or three, I'd feel comfortable at any of those slots selecting any of those three players. Yeah, maybe even four. I mean, I was listening to the great draft combo. Uh, oh, it's a great it's, and Penny. Man, they have evolved in like such a fun pair. Oh yeah, I love. Them. I love it. It's such a fun show. Those guys are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Penny, Penny, and the, I mean, it's since the Vesini plus Colts Wicker that 
I'm waiting for this. Zwicker was good too. Yeah. 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 yeah and Penny is a different character, but I, yeah, again, I, I really like it. And, and they were discussing four guys with my former almost alma mater in Purdue. Um, yeah. I mean, they have a special one as well. So who knows? Yeah. The It seemed like a five-guy draft last year, and it turns out that maybe five was accurate, but not the five that we were thinking. Mm -hmm. And even the sixth one uh, in Wagner, um, or the fifth one, depending on which yeah. rank, yeah. which ranking do you, um, do you like, I mean, but but clearly, but clearly, number one and number two were a different breed. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, there's no doubt about yeah, that. You need luck. You need a bit of luck. All right, Michele, that's all I've got time for today. I've got to hop on another podcast. Hope all of you have a very Merry Christmas and a great rest of your week. Uh, if you want to give Down to Dunk a Christmas present, the easiest present to give would be a five-star Apple Podcast review. It's a nice, easy way to uh, to give us a gift. If you have any interest in doing that, click on the Purple Podcast app, search Down to Dunk, hit five stars, leave us a nice little note. We would appreciate that. We will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.